ready. You sound ready. <laughs> I just got to get like mentally shift, shift mental gears. Got it. Good. I'll get there. Okay. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Welcome everybody to another episode of Kitchen Table Convos. My name is Tito. I'm Amanda. And today's topic of discussion, what do we want to talk about? Mm. Well, I think the plan is to talk about new skills slash new practices okay. that we've acquired in the recent time. Recent time. Recent years. <laughs> the recent years? That's what I was like, what's the time frame on this? But Yeah. 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 So it's basically, we wanted to kind of go back and forth on the idea of learning new things. I think anybody... Everybody should be a type of person who wants to learn new things, no yeah. matter how big or small. Mm-hmm. Um, so you actually made a really good point. At first, it was just like, oh, learning new things. Mm-hmm. And then you added the whole idea of practice in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the idea was, oh, like what are new like actual skills that we've learned? But then as I was like thinking about the things that I feel like I've learned or been more intentional with lately I don't know that it's necessarily a skill like some of it could be categorized as skills because there's different um maybe adjustments that you could implement to be better at it Mm -hmm. but I think for me it's just more the practice or the discipline of doing it so I feel like that's a little bit different than yeah like a skill to me is like oh you have an ability to do it but a practice is the continuation right. of yeah i actually that. i like that better because learning new things can can sound limited mm-hmm. so i think learning new things learning new practices mm-hmm. and and learning new experiences essentially yeah, yeah yeah so i i don't know i think that's a good way to think about it and i think i think as we get more into the conversation it'll make i think it'll make more sense as to why we're differentiating like a skill versus a practice. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they're kind of different. I think so. Right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just my perception. Of it, yeah. But I feel like they're very different. Right. Related, but different. Yeah. And the reason why I thought of this, do you know why I thought of doing this? This podcast topic? This episode? Yeah. Mm, if I had known, I have since forgotten. Okay. <laughs> well, it's because Amanda is about to embark on this learning a bunch of new skills <laughs> and experiences and practices yes, that um, is true yeah so you're about a week or two out mm-hmm. from starting your graduate program yeah for pa school yeah so if i if it's taking me a minute to get into the podcast mode right now it's because i'm starting to feel like a little bit of pressure and a little bit of stress i saw it in your <laughs> eyes <laughs> i'm trying to switch gears right now and get out of my head Right, so we were considering this podcast a little bit of a uh, a distraction, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, but I don't know. Am, am I gonna hear from you once you start school? Are are people gonna hear you on the podcast anymore? Oh. Or are you gonna disappear on us? Oh, that's a good. You know what we might have to do? What <laughs> we might become those people that like just marathon record ten episodes in a week. Whoa. That and would then be a just, dream of mine. Yeah, I know, but then it you would. You would not do that. <laughs> I know that would be a lot. You would hate me. It would be. It'd be rough. 
But I mean, that would be a solution if we want to continually put out episodes Mm -hmm. while I'm like actively in my classes. Mm. But I mean, we'll see how it goes. Like I'm trying to be optimistic and like, I know you hear the stories of kind of grad school in general, but then also specifically programs like what I'm about to do is like, you kind of just like eat, sleep, breathe, PA school, and that's your existence. Yeah. And I understand that, and I I know that, but I'm also trying to be optimistic that like, I will have some downtime, and right. I will be able to have like a little bit of social interaction, or like record a podcast, or work out. Like, I'm gonna be optimistic that I'll I'll get some of that in right. there. So, and in a lot of ways, you probably should carve out the time for that kind of stuff to get you yeah. out of the just so mental health. It's probably breaks. easier said than done. Yeah. So. You know, we'll see. That's my intention is right. to not get lost. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see. Yeah. And it's just a different mode that we're getting into. Now mm-hmm. that you're actually starting PA school, this long goal that you've had for the last three or four years, we're shifting modes. And even for me as, you know, being a, trying to be a supportive partner to you. Yeah. I have to be understanding that, like, I can't make you record a conversation <laughs> when you're not feeling it you know if your brain is full of like facts and ideas and you have to study it you have to memorize it yeah i shouldn't expect it from you so i don't know if i'm prefacing this podcast (laughs) as just like i don't know if you'll see us again or hear from us again but it might not be as regular yeah and i'm okay with that yeah i I keep myself busy with other things that's true you know it's we're definitely on a it's going to be a new season a new chapter Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would like the podcast to be a part of that cause I do enjoy mm-hmm. our conversations and I don't know, hopefully the people <laughs> that listen to them enjoy them as well. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, being able to record a podcast will just kind of be like a little bit of a mental break for me where it's like, Oh, yeah. this is, it's just one of those, um, what, like how, what's the way to put it? It's, it's, um, if I have like a toolbox kind of mm-hmm. full of, you know, activities or like things that I can enjoy on like little breaks from school, like this would be one of the things in the toolbox of like, oh, let's pull this out. And this is actually relaxing and fun. And right. so maybe it'll be like part of the de-stress yeah. ways to feel human and enjoy life while in PA school. It's one of those tools in that toolbox. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I think it's a part of it is because I think starting to record an episode or thinking about recording Mm -hmm. is more stressful than actually like sitting here and actually having the conversation thinking about it gets you stressed so it'd be like usually what happens with us is before we record a podcast it's usually me going we should we should record an episode Mm -hmm. and it'd be like that for maybe a few days (laughs) before we actually do it yeah because you have to mentally prepare yourself to like you know, yeah. you don't want to sound like an idiot on this thing. And right. you want to get kind of your thoughts gathered. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I mean, you do way more work on it than I do. Like, I literally just kind of show up. I mean, you know, we we talk about different ideas and stuff that we have. But in terms of what it actually takes to make an episode happen, like I do. I feel like I do very little of the work. Um, it's like as long as I'm aware of the topic and like. I'm able to like get my brain going a little bit on mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like right now I literally just have a sticky note with like 
five things written down of like, oh yeah, this is what I was going to mention about the topic that we're going to talk about. So I guess in terms of like the work aspect for me, it's not yeah much. And I think I just have to remind myself of. I think it's more work than you think it is that you're doing, like mm. you specifically. I think being able to communicate our ideas, mm-hmm. you know, because we're not just, we're not trying to kind of freestyle and go off the cuff and figure out what we want to yeah. talk about. We have a specific theme yeah. to our... To each episode. To each episode. I think um, when we talk about it, so outside of this podcast episode, we're having these conversations every day mm-hmm. and we kind of frame it as like, oh, that'd be a good topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. So whether you know it or not, I think your brain is thinking, kind of processing what I would say, what you would say. Yeah. How would you present it well? Yeah, that's true. It's Maybe it's more of a subconscious energy for me. Yeah. And I guess we'll just roll into it. Because mm-hmm. for me, one of the biggest things I learned in the last few years mm-hmm. as far as a new skill or new practice mm-hmm. is this whole idea of podcasting. So you kind mm-hmm. of... You kind oh, of look segue. at that. <laughs> look at that transition right into you the... You did all the work. The topic. You threw look the at assist. That. <laughs> John Stockton. <laughs> See, that's the you thing. You don't though. get that reference. I don't. But I it's good though. Maybe it's good because maybe it makes it natural. But I think you've told me before that I gave you like the assist for like a segue that you needed in an episode. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what's happening. Right. Yeah. I don't it know what that when means. You're connected. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you're just like also subconsciously leading me to where you want to go and I don't know. <laughs> and and that's where the whole you're processing it even before we start recording. Yeah. Because we true. talk about these things. Yeah. And it's, you know, the skill or the experience and the practice of podcasting, what has it's taught me mm-hmm. is being able to talk about a subject or pick a subject, figure out an arc on how to present it, mm-hmm. and then kind of stick to that arc, but at the same time know how to deviate from it yeah to make it sound like a natural conversation yeah i mean that makes sense i feel like with you because i mean how many podcasts you have three right too many <laughs> you have seven, multiple but i mean in each and every one of those like you're working on the new skill of podcasting but at the same time all of even though they're all pretty different Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you're constantly working on the story, on the skill of being a good storyteller. Yeah. Along with that. Totally. And it's something I never, I never would have thought I could do. Mm-hmm. E- even now, I still doubt myself, right? Everybody yeah. has these self doubts of, am I actually a podcaster or not? Yeah. For me, it's just like, yeah. I don't think I am, but I still do it. Yeah. And eventually, maybe I'll go, oh, maybe I am a podcaster. Is it? Like, do you, is it because you don't, you doubt your ability to tell a story or is it just because our bait, like we don't have 5 million listeners yet? Is that? I mean, there's the comparison aspect that like every, you know, that we're all trying to get better at it, not being Mm -hmm. comparative to other people or more successful by the number. Mm -hmm. I truly enjoy having the ones that I have, Mm -hmm. but I think even after all of this time, I think compared to like, quote unquote, real podcasters who do mm-hmm. this for a living, the number of the volume mm-hmm. is way different. Mine's mm-hmm. way lower. 
Um, yeah. But I definitely have put some time into it. Mm-hmm. Yet, I still feel like each episode is like a fluke. Like, oh, it was I just lucky. Did, I just did really well that time. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but right yeah. now when I'm talking, somehow it just worked out the way I was going to say it. Okay. Because I think that's the for- that's a little bit about mastery. Mm-hmm. Like, mastery is like, it's just, you could do it with your eyes closed or it's so within you. Like second nature. It's second nature, exactly. It, mm-hmm. it, it just comes out of you and you don't even know how it came out. Mm-hmm. But for me... I can't tell if it's second nature yet or if mm. I'm really having the focus and mm. kind of hone in on it for it to be even like understandable. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. In terms of your ability to tell a story? Right. Or just yeah. hold the conversation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's very different when depending on the platform too. Like we have ours yeah. where yeah. you and I are co-hosts. Mm-hmm. So those those are different dynamics from when I am uh, with interviewing a guest. Mm-hmm. That's a different dynamic that mm-hmm. I have to like, that's a other new avenue I got to learn. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm ever a guest mm-hmm. on something, that's also different. Yeah. So like with doing these podcasts and having different roles in them, like what do you think you're learning from that? I'm learning, um, listening is like huge because mm-hmm. I feel like it sounds so cliche, like, well, listening, yeah. but I feel like there's times where I don't listen well. Mm-hmm. And when I'm, but when I, when I am listening well, mm-hmm. I'm able to improvise a little bit better. Mm-hmm. If I'm listening to the whole conversation, like really deeply. Yeah. I can banter better or I can play more mm-hmm. into like how we want to shape mm-hmm. the episode. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And that just takes some time. And then I think the biggest part is just the prep work of getting faster at the prep work. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like I'm, like I said before, we're not off the cuff Mm-hmm. record and then just see what happens yeah yeah we're not there there yet maybe i could be someday maybe one one day yeah but i don't really i like being able to kind of think about it a little bit yeah you kind of in, like you enjoy you enjoy the process yeah yeah but like i swear two years ago had no idea that i would be able to do this you know mm-hmm. i communicated with like by song or by writing mm-hmm. so like being able to speak in a certain way to tell stories is a mm-hmm. completely new yeah. avenue for me but i realize it's just another form of art for me right it's another form of being creative yeah so just two years ago i had i didn't do this mm-hmm. and learning this new skill and like practicing it it kind of builds it up i feel like for you too mm-hmm. do you think it's helped you at all in Either social situations or even like interviews for your um, like PA school or something. Yeah, I think I think it's probably helped me in in settings kind of like interview situations Um, because I think I think I'm getting (laughs) I don't know. I I feel like I'm getting a little bit better at composing my thoughts um, Mm. or at least being able to like maybe better answer 
questions that are being asked of me, or at least I'm getting better at pretending. Is it because I put you on the spot? <laughs> Probably. I don't know that. Pretending? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's half of it, right? In an interview? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just have to pretend that, yeah, like, I know how, I, I know what I'm talking about right now. Or no, uh, Tell me your biggest weakness. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I hate question? those questions. I know. They're irritating. But I don't know that this is helping me socially in any aspect yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because I haven't really had to be social for the last five or six months. That's true. So if anything, I feel like my social skills have probably taken a giant nosedive and mm-hmm. I'm like a more awkward person, a more awkward version of myself than I yeah. ever have been. <laughs> yeah. Um, which that's something that's also going to get tested in the next few upcoming weeks. Um, go ahead. No. Yeah. What? I, I was going <laughs> to, I just, you, you made me think of something when I, when I also talk about like, it's helped me listen more mm-hmm. when you and i are co-hosts and we're talking or f- there's a certain responsibility as like a, a host mm-hmm. to moderate the conversation mm-hmm. and sometimes i'm tired of having to like carry the conversation oh. so it's nice what's nice about my other podcast called craft talk you should check it out um <laughs> is that i'm interviewing people yeah and although i have to do the the legwork of kind of doing a little research, figuring out how I want to lay out the conversation. Mm-hmm. My job as the interviewer is mm-hmm. to kind of put myself out of it. Yeah. And just let my guests speak mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. what they want to say. Like, of course, I'm going to ask questions or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's also nice. Oh, I don't know. if. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we heard some beeps. It's kind of nice to just listen. Because sometimes yeah. I don't want to carry the conversation in that yeah, way. Yeah, that makes sense. So I allow people to, to talk and I can just listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Were you going to say anything else? Um, About like podcasting, how it's helped you? No. Okay. I think. <laughs> so what, is, what are some of your weaknesses? <laughs> <laughs> it's always like, I'm... I work too hard yeah i'm i'm too good at what i do and it's just so exhausting i'm just so exhausted by by my brilliance i'm too organized for my liking i'm too structured yeah or like where do you do you want me to pause that i I mean it's fine i don't know what it is it just keeps okay sorry our my notifications was beeping so it was distracting (laughs) um what were we talking about weaknesses (laughs) weaknesses <laughs> uh, yeah i already got derailed oh we're too good too perfect our weaknesses oh perfection that's what, that's what it is perfection yep. there it is sometimes like interviews like that oh i i remember now why we were talking about that was because you were saying that you podcasting has helped you get better at almost answering stuff yeah and, and being able to explain yourself a little better in whether, like an interview type situation yeah. yeah where do you see yourself in 50 years Right here. Working the same <laughs> job. Not going anywhere. Yeah. What kind of questions are those guys? Let's let's update that. Let's let's move on. Yeah. I think that was that was a really good yeah. segue when you when we introed the, yeah. the episode. What about you? What purpose. is what is a, uh, a big new thing or a practice that you've implemented in your life that's been very helpful? Yeah. Um I think one that kind of came up pretty recently and i've actually found that i really enjoyed this um is 
I've kind of gotten into taking care of houseplants mm. and a little bit gardening. Gardening's a little, feels like a little too much work for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think uh, the houseplants I've definitely enjoyed. It. We. I got on the kick like a little bit maybe the first year after we moved up here, Mm -hmm. um, going through our first winter and just being kind of not like depressed, but like the seasonal kind of depression that comes with winter of it's just cold and gray and everything is dead. And just having this desire to have like live things in the house to just kind of like help brighten it up and like not just look around and everything is gray and ugly. So um, I started with just a couple of plants and actually found it was like really satisfying to just, you know, be sitting in the living room and it's snowing outside, but, oh, I have like this palm tree growing in the corner. So it was just like this mental boost, I guess. That green. Yeah. Helps, it, yeah. it really helped a lot more than I expected. Um, and then, so like the, the I guess the habit or the practice or the skill of like keeping them alive has been kind of a slow build. And then um, especially since COVID and everything happened and just having a lot more time at home. um, I don't know if that was just like a way for me to kind of deal with like stress or not having control over what was going on. But what aspect like the the caring for them or the watering? Yeah. So I think. I think um, it became a bigger thing during COVID because number one, I had time Mm -hmm. to take care of them. And then it was just, I think it's almost like a meditative practice of, you know, for my birthday, we ended up getting several more plants to the point where I think we have over 40 houseplants now. And there's something like very therapeutic for me of just, I like looking at them and like, trying to figure out like, oh, are they happy? Are they doing well? Um, Does it look like they're missing something to where the plant doesn't look very healthy anymore? And like, maybe I need to do something. Maybe it needs more light or less light or more water, less water, or do I need to feed it? Um, It's been kind of like a nice little project Mm -hmm. to be able to learn um, how to take care of them. And I used to have a, a probably like a 50-50 survival rate. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that rate is improving. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So I think I'm getting better. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I've, I've, really, I've really enjoyed it. And I really like just being able to walk around the house. And we have plants in every room. And it's just something that kind of like brightens up the space and just makes the space feel more alive and more peaceful. I love it. It looks so nice. Like the more plants that you add, Mm -hmm. it seems like you can't do too much because it's like, it just makes it feel more alive. Mm -hmm. Um, If if you've been listening to us since the beginning, one of our episodes was about plants. And Mm -hmm. at that time, we only had a few house plants. Yeah. Now? We got quite a few. We got, we got a bunch. (laughs) Yeah. It's all over the place. Do you know? Like, how many do we have? I think it's over 40. We're on the 40s? Throughout, I think so. We've hit 40. I have lost a couple, um, but I think we've also gained a couple. So I think we're right around the 40 mark. But I like that number. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right now, I don't think I should take on any more, especially with school. 
yeah. coming up and everything, but kind of in that same, um, like that same avenue though, with like dealing with like the stress and anxiety of school and with that starting, there's something I, I might regret saying this, but like I said, there's something like almost therapeutic and like meditative about taking care of the plants mm-hmm. that I'm kind of hoping that that's a little bit of an outlet in school to kind of like help turn my brain off and like, oh, I'm going to go around and water the plants and just like take a break from school and like let me focus on this living thing and like water you and take care of you and make sure you're doing okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it feels very calming to my mind mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that that kind of carries over when I'm in school is that I guess that's another tool in my toolbox. Yeah. I feel like I would say that it makes both of us um, more observant as well Mm -hmm. because when you were saying that your survival rate just a year ago was 50, 50. Yeah. (laughs) I think that just comes with the experience of and being more observing of what your plant needs. Yeah. Um, in like an episode that I had with on craft talk, you should listen to it. Um, (laughs) I interviewed Laura Hobson who, Mm -hmm. who's, who just has this affinity for plants and taking care of them. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. Like green thumb. Yeah. And she, she explained just kind of being more observant about what the plant needs rather than where you want to put this plant. Yeah. Like you putting a certain type of plant on a shelf because you think it looks good Mm -hmm. it might be fine for that little bit Mm -hmm. but if it's not the right type of plant and not the right type of sunlight Mm -hmm. you're setting yourself up to have that 50 50 yeah chance yeah and i think like in the past my biggest issue or where i've always kind of messed up is i was definitely the cereal over waterer because in my mind like plants just want water <laughs> like, mm, yeah. like i have to water this plant every day like that's kind of just what i always thought is mm. if you have a plant you water it right and i've since learned that just because it makes me feel better to water the plant because i think that's what it was i think I felt like I was taking care of the plant if I watered it every day. Oh, but you were smothering it. Yeah. And so I've since learned that it's not about me feeling like I'm taking good care of you, but continuing to do the wrong thing to make myself feel better. It's about like, oh, maybe this plant just doesn't want water and that's okay. (laughs) I need to like suppress my urge of... This is what I think you need versus this is what you actually need. So how are you, I guess that goes into like the whole observing thing. Mm -hmm. You're more observant about what a plant needs. Mm -hmm. So before you might have been oblivious to the idea that, oh, it just needs water. Yeah. Rather than going, oh, it doesn't need water. Mm -hmm. How did that shift? Was it just the time? I don't really, I think I just learned it from so many plants dying. <laughs> oh, okay. Is I think I just learned the hard way mm. is it was probably a combination of, I, I think mostly it was just, I learned through, I unfortunately killed a lot of plants because it was, you know, I bought a pot maybe that I just thought was really cute and I really wanted to put a plant in there. And so I did. And 
I just filled it with regular potting soil, stuck the plant in there and gave it a bunch of water. But it was, you know, I learned to start asking the questions of, is this the right kind of soil for this plant? Because different plants require different soil. Hmm. And I ne- that was something I'd never thought about before. Or I'm going to put it in this container, but does the container allow for the water to drain out of the bottom? Or is it just going to like hold all that water inside and potentially like rot the roots if I just continue to water it? And that was something I never thought of before. It was you just put a plant in a pot and it should be fine. Yeah. Um, on top of thinking about how much sun it's getting and how much I'm actually watering it. It's just I think from having lost so many plants and like being frustrated, it was mm. what am I doing wrong and how can I fix it? It really, you do learn a lot because even our garden, so we have a vegetable garden, mm-hmm. each season we learn something new that mm-hmm. we could do better for next season. Mm-hmm. The very first year we had some success with like a tomato plant. Mm-hmm. but like <laughs> We had the biggest tomato plant I've ever seen in my life. Right, but like... We failed to plant anything by seed. Yeah. And then the second year that we had it, like we planted by seed, mm-hmm. but then we we planted learned too many seeds. We planted too many seeds. We didn't uh, what they call is thinning out. Yeah. Which is selecting, you know, mm-hmm. plants that way they can thrive a little yeah. better. So it was just like our arugula was mm-hmm. overgrown this year. Yeah, our carrots are a bit crowded. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like we're, we're definitely learning and I don't know, I think I kind of have the wrong mindset with it a little bit, but I think I've just chosen to learn through trial and error a little bit instead of sitting down and like reading and doing research. It's for some, even though it's sad to lose the plants for some reason, this seems to be the way I needed to learn about it. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't know. I just, I think. I find more satisfaction between like watching and seeing what happens and kind of experimenting a little bit versus as much as I love our plants and as much as I love like learning about them, I don't like sitting and just reading articles upon articles about the plants. Mm. <laughs> if that, because I think then it feels like a chore. feels like school. Yeah. And for me, it's the plants are like anti-school. Like I said, it's it's a way for me to de-stress. It's a way for my mind to just calm. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm sitting and reading about my plant, I feel like I have to remember all of this mm. stuff about it. And then it becomes stressful. And it's like, I would just rather know, like I name some of my plants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, I would just rather know that this is Betty. Mm-hmm. She's in a spot that she really likes. She's thriving and doing well. And when I tend to water her this much, she does better. Like for me, that's all I want to know. Yeah. That like, is like amazing. Yeah. And she's doing wonderful. Like yeah. I don't, I don't need to know all of this specific terms about, like I know she's a pothos plant and those tend to do really well anyway. But like, I don't want to clutter my mind, I guess, with all the specifics about the, Because then there's different kind of pothos plants. So like, which kind is it? Mm -hmm. And is yours like this variety or that variety or what kind of pH and all this stuff? Like, I don't want to get bogged down with the details. I just like... Yeah. You view view plants very much like how I view um, equipment Mm. when it comes to gear. And, And Robbie and I talk about this all the time where, you know, we're creative people. And as creative people, you have tools and equipment that you use to Mm -hmm. create Mm -hmm. the weird thing is 
sometimes that lends to someone becoming super into gear. Mm-hmm. Um, you can call them a gearhead or mm-hmm. just like fanatical about gear. Yeah, I like gear a lot, and I I know about it. Mm-hmm. And and just like you and plants, like you you try to input as much as you can. Mm-hmm. But I don't try. I I try not to let that bog me down with the actual creative yeah. process. Yeah, I I think there's something to be said about letting it be like a little bit intuition based. Mm-hmm. Like the only things that anymore I'll really look up about it is say I want a plant for our bathroom and our bathroom does have windows, but it's, it stays like, it's not as brightly lit as other rooms in the house. So like the only thing I'm really going to make sure is if I want to put a plant in there, will it do well in low lighting? Mm. Because otherwise it, it will die. Yeah. So like very basic information like that, like I, you know, I, I've yeah. learned to be responsible in that way. Um, but aside from like very, very basic, I just like, to watch them and see how they do and do I need to move it? Does adjust, it seem happy? Adjust and if needed, yeah. Just kind of go from there. Right. But it's been fun. I would recommend go out and buy yourself a little plant friend yeah. and that's it's definitely, really fun. That's definitely a life-changing uh, type of practice mm-hmm. to be able to Im- implement plants and a garden in your life, whether mm-hmm. it's just an herb garden yeah. You don't have to be like a farmer <laughs> yeah. to appreciate the I fact would never when you're growing be. like, <laughs> you know, your own basil. Yeah. It's super satisfying to be able to go out and like pick your own basil mm-hmm. or kale or whatever it happens to be and like make a salad or make some pesto yeah. or throw a jalapeno in some salsa that you grew. Like it's it's yeah. extremely satisfying and yeah. rewarding. And you don't have to start with just like, I'm going to get seed and make this work. Mm-hmm. Like. Sometimes you don't have the tools. Sometimes you don't have the right amount of sun, the right yeah. time of the year. Yeah. Sometimes you can just buy like an herb plant that's already developed mm-hmm. and just try to keep that alive. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, trial and error. I've killed my fair share of them and it's always sad, but you learn from your mistakes and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you've got some things that are doing really well. And yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, it's rewarding and it makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it can... Whether we know it or not, it translates to a lot of other things mm-hmm. in our life. I mean, I think so. I think like the whole, you know, you want to make sure you give the plant what the plant needs, not what I want to give it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's extremely that's applicable deep. to any relationship with any living animal, person, yeah. anything. It's very much understanding, you know maybe I need to step back and that's what this relationship needs, whether it's a friend or a plant. Like Mm -hmm. we all have boundaries. We all have different things that we need and want. And it's not always about what I want to give you. Ooh. (laughs) That's pretty deep. (laughs) So yeah, plants, pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, plants, pretty awesome, huh? (laughs) All right. Those two are pretty good. I like I like the podcasting and plants kind of practices that we've implemented. Yeah. We have a few more of like bigger ones like that, but I think let's just keep moving on to like smaller Okay. Smaller things. What are some smaller skills that we implement in our life, but it's not like a life changing thing, um or like something that You've kept on, like, for example, for me, some years ago, Mm -hmm. 
I got into a YouTube rabbit hole of watching leather work. Oh, yeah. So for months, I would watch these videos of craftsmen making wallets and belts mm-hmm. and uh, notebooks with like leather covers and yeah. stitching and all that stuff. And eventually, I got to a point where I'm just like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. So I started buying the bare minimum tools for leather work. Mm-hmm. And out of it, I made my own wallet. Yeah. I mean, I remember coming home from work and stuff randomly. <laughs> and you would be like, hang half like hanging off of our <laughs> patio door, like the door from our living room out to our patio. You'd be like half in, half out, just like pounding with a wooden mallet on this piece of leather and i'd be like okay yeah well let me explain why i was doing that (laughs) so in our apartment we lived in the third floor yeah and if i was to put the leather like on the carpet or something Mm -hmm. like that and tried to hammer the holes yeah our neighbors probably wouldn't be very appreciative and it's not solid ground yeah but our porch (laughs) was like this solid slab of concrete so like if i was to put the piece of leather on there yeah i'd be able to use the hammer Mm -hmm. but i didn't i didn't walk all the way out i would just like stick half of my like my torso (laughs) out and (laughs) which i mean i get it it's florida so it was probably hot outside i don't know but it was just i just remember that one time coming home and walking through the door and just seeing you like half in half out yeah just it was funny right yeah and i think like so I made my own wallet and I still mm-hmm. use it. Mm-hmm. Um, I made some friends, like some wallets. A few of them still use it. Yeah. Um, and it was just a cool thing to learn. Mm-hmm. To say that I made my own wallet. Yeah. For a quick hot second, I was like, oh, I'm going to make a business out of this. <laughs> you know, and I tried doing that for a second. But it was just, it's not one of those things that I feel like, I guess I could if I put my mind to it, but it didn't like yeah. stick to the point where like I'm still making wallets today. Mm-hmm. But I probably could if you if I wanted to. Yeah, I mean the wallet that you use is one that you made, and it was one of the first ones you made. And I mean, you obviously made it well because you've used that wallet for what probably five six years. I don't know. It's been I've had it for it's a been while. a while. Yeah, and. It's still holding up. So, I mean, if anybody wants yeah. a wallet. <laughs> Give me some time. It takes a long time. Yeah. If you, you don't if you do not do it a lot, it yeah. takes a little time. But you, you've also nice. kind of make like specific wallets, right? It's you don't make like the dad wallet. It's they're like very thin, minimal. Yeah, it's I would consider front it pocket a front pocket wallet. wallet. So it's just like you could probably fit six cards in it. Yeah. But I mean, that's good too, because I mean, do we all really need to be carrying around the 12, 13, 14? It's time to let that go. Whether it's like credit cards or rewards cards or I don't know, you get so many things just built up in your wallet. I'm like, do you really need to be carrying around all of that? Yeah, I haven't I haven't had one of those like bifold wallets for forever. Yeah, it's probably better. My back is probably thanking me. Yeah, it's not good to sit on that. Your butt's yeah. all crooked. Yeah. Your hips everything yeah it's better so yeah that's why i started building wallets for uh spine adjustment (laughs) (laughs) it was very like ergonomic reasons yeah so yeah there's those those little things like it can be like making wallets or 
one time I hooked up my own subwoofer in the car, so I figured out oh, auto yeah, like wiring and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't remember how to do it. <laughs> at but, the time you figured it but out. But I, I figured it out at one point. Yeah. Um so I think it's it's the the idea or quality of just trying to whether it's keep busy or just being open to learning new things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm always interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything? I, I have a specific one that I feel like you should say. Yeah. No, I, I know which one you think I should say. Okay. Um, and so we'll talk about that one because it, it's definitely a good one. And this is a skill I never in my life thought I would ever want to learn, need to learn, or actually mm-hmm. follow through with learning. Okay. The want to learn is still up in the air if I actually really wanted to know how to do this or not. But... Um, I have learned how to cut your hair. Boom. Yeah. I am sorry to all my barbers. But at this time, <laughs> I have not gotten a haircut f- from a barber in since the pandemic has started. Yeah, five months probably. Yeah. So- I did not think I could do it. Just because, I mean, for years, I needed that fade. Yeah. And that's what I've been learning, I guess. Like, I I don't know. My fade is probably very basic and not super faded. Yeah. But I do get like a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a gradient there. Like you can. Yeah. There's a, a small fade that I'm able to get. Um, But yeah, just kind of out of necessity, your hair was getting yeah. very long. Yeah, I guess let's let's go all the way back when everything shut down during the pandemic um we didn't know how long Mm -hmm. the shutdown was gonna happen and my hair started growing (laughs) fast yeah and i can't stand it when there's hair like my the sides of my Mm -hmm. hair is too long so it was like it was starting to bug me yeah whenever your hair touches your ears you start to get irritable (laughs) irritable oh no (laughs) did you do that on purpose no i just heard it when i said it amanda's also a freestyle rapper now (laughs) she's learning how to freestyle it's the pun i'm getting irritable irritable worse than me when your hair touches your ears (laughs) okay (laughs) anyway um yeah so you tend to get a little cranky when your hair gets too long yeah so like at first it was literally like using my like trimmer like my hit my uh shaver yeah and the trimmer to like just clean up the sideburns or something like that i'd be like hey can you get can you clean help me clean this up a little bit Mm -hmm. and i don't know i think it was it was literally out of necessity because everything was shut down yeah and i was like well if i do this now i still have time for it to grow yeah but because it started, like, I was trimming, like, very minimally trimming the sides. And then you got into this other, like, rabbit hole of just watching um, people cut people's hair on YouTube and me trying to ignore you because I knew what you were trying to get me to do and I didn't want to do it. <laughs> so I would <laughs> either leave the room or just, like, be on my phone whenever you started watching those videos because... I just, it was never something I wanted to do. Um, And then I don't remember why or 
what happened the day I finally decided like, okay, just like here goes kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Let's try it. But I think I, I did feel more comfortable because at the time we knew you weren't going to be returning to like an office or anything anytime soon. Yeah. So it was like, if I completely mess this up, like you can't be mad at me. There's, you don't have to be anywhere. Right. And also you're kind of forcing me to do this. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. We took the plunge one day and then, well, that wasn't too bad. Like it wasn't terrible. And once we bought the clippers, it was like, okay, you've seen kind of the videos that I was watching about how Mm -hmm. to cut hair at home and all that stuff. And we were very conservative with it at first. Mm -hmm. Like we probably used like the highest guard. So it like, so you could get used to the the motion and all that stuff. And even now, like you're not going like full on skin fade. I think my expectation was realistic. Like, let's just get it nice. Like, let's just get it cleaned up. Yeah. So I, I don't like, I'm not irritable or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I guess let me ask you, how was I when, whenever you cut my hair? Because mm. I feel like there's a balance of like, especially when you're learning. Yeah. I don't want to get you mad. If right. I'm, if I'm like too like, oh, can you do that? You need to do this or whatever. Yeah. Or, or like, hey, are you doing that right? Or yeah. Questioning. I'm always, I want to be careful because you are cutting my hair. Like, I, I don't have want... the clippers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say for the, for the most part, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of in general, I tend to get really stressed when I cut your hair. Oh my gosh. She gets so stressed out when she's cutting my hair. Well, especially if it's been a little bit, a little bit since the last time I cut it and it's getting longer, mm-hmm. it's harder. Mm. As it gets longer, because there's just more you have to cut. And then if I'm trying to fade it, it can be harder to blend. And so it just takes more effort Mm -hmm. and just more, I don't know, more concentration, I guess. Yeah. So I do tend to get a little stressed because I I don't want to mess it up. Like I'd feel really bad. Um, So I think most of it is pressure that I put on myself to not mess it up. Um, And so you don't. You don't bother me too much. Mm-hmm. Like there have been a couple times where you've been like, "Why aren't you gonna fade that?" I'm like, "I have my own <laughs> we've, method." We've like, gotten <laughs> we've gotten snippy at each other. I was like, "Don't worry about it. Like I'll get it." Like it it honestly, we've had some moments over the quarantine, and maybe this just comes with. I mean, we've been married for almost ten years, so we've spent a lot of time with each other just over those years. But also, especially right now, like it's every day mm-hmm. and I, th- <laughs> I think over the last couple of months we've realized more differences in how we approach how uh, we would like solve something or yeah. how we would just accomplish a task yeah those differences have become a little more apparent right and not in any bad way but it's just really funny of like we'll but we'll go to approach something and my idea is completely different from how you would do it right and we've had these weird moments of like, well, what are you doing? Yeah, and, it's like, why would you and, do it like that? <laughs> yeah. And I think like with the haircutting, that's one of them is mm. I'm getting like my own um, like way of doing it down. Mm-hmm. And if you wouldn't have done it that way or you expect like, oh, she's going to do this step next. But for me, there's something else I want to do before I do that. And then you question me on it. I'm like, 
don't worry about it. Like, I'll get it. Like, I didn't forget. Right. Just relax. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reality is, though, it you're the one doing it. Yeah. So it's like, it, it should be your call on how you do it. Yeah. It's just funny when it's like, when it's your hair. Yeah. And like, for the longest time, you were so particular with how I get my haircut mm -hmm. and then now like you're learning on it mm -hmm. i would have never trusted anybody else yeah but you yeah surprisingly enough i feel like people won't trust their spouses to cut their hair yeah we've, we've but had... for you i would be like no, no 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 only amanda because <laughs> you're so conservative with the way you do it like it might take longer but it, i know it's gonna be like right yeah yeah and I, it's just because i don't know i just have that perfectionist like type a kind of personality to begin mm -hmm. with so like yeah. i also don't want to mess it up so yeah i i know that i have never been taught how to do this this is i'm not a professional yeah. i'm completely guessing and just going by feel and by what looks good mm -hmm. so like for me low and slow <laughs> is yeah. the only way to go which some people make <laughs> that mistake the there's so many YouTube videos that came out in the last three or four months oh of gosh. people cutting their own hair yeah. or their spouses cutting their and own it's hair. it's been awful. It's been entertainingly awful. <laughs> like, it's like people, they were trying to do like a legit skin fade yeah. their first time. And yeah. it's like, you can't do that. No. You can't expect like a, someone who has been, you know, cutting hair for years, do an amazing job at like fading hair and expect your significant other to be able to do the same exact thing. Right. That's why for us, it's it's very like put it at a higher guard and then figure out how to kind of make a gradient yeah. in some ways. But it's not, you know. It's a learning process. Don't get it wrong or don't get it twisted. Like I'm going to be back at a barbershop at some point yeah. if I ever want that fade again. Yeah. Right now, since who knows what anything is right now yeah <laughs> so we're all in this new mode yeah my hair's a little longer yeah i got a little a little ponytail little ponytail we get it in little braids sometimes too yeah that'll be in the new thing <laughs> my next new chapter of something i'm gonna learn is more braids braiding Fre technique yeah french braiding french my hair braid. or something yeah so, so it's just a different yeah. thing but it's it's kind of crazy that you know how to cut hair now i don't yeah. would you cut somebody else's hair Probably not. <laughs> I know how to cut your hair and only mm. your hair. But it has been kind of like a cool thing to pick up of, oh, like I, if I really wanted to learn how to do this, like legit, I feel like I could. Like, I feel like if I can some somewhat fade your hair, mm -hmm. I was like, I could do this. It's just kind of a cool little thing to have in my repertoire. It's yeah. Like, if, oh, you, if you had to do it, if you had to do it, you could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You haven't touched the top. That's one no. thing you haven't touched yet. No, but you've also been trying to grow that out. So there yeah. hasn't really been a need right. to do that yet. Yeah, there really hasn't been a need because like as long as my sides are good, mm -hmm. I can handle it. Yeah, and you know, who knows when there'll be a return to the office. So if you want to have long hair right now, now's the time to do it. I'm thinking I can keep it long. Yeah. Like so, why not? I don't know. It's just long hair. Yeah. I don't work at Disney anymore. It's true. Disney used to be very specific about hairstyles. Yeah. So, I don't know. New. I think it's cool that you've figured out how to cut my hair. Yeah, I know you do. 
I know. I love it. Now I'm like, can you cut my hair? You always want a haircut. If I had it my way, every two weeks. I'm, I feel like you would ask if every I had, week. If I had baller money. Once a week. Yeah. I would just have a personal. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You a would. personal barber that just like gives me a clean fade. Yeah. Every two weeks. Let's go every 10 days. I was going to say, if you were like baller status, it, would, it wouldn't be every two weeks. It just feels good when, yeah. It'd be once a week. It'd be like every Monday's haircut so? day. Yeah. That'd be cool. One day. <laughs> and it will not be your wife. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be me. No. Okay. So let's see. I think that was pretty good. Let's, let's finish off with new things that we want to learn in the future. Mm. So there's things that, there's huge things that um, we've implemented in our life. Yeah. There's those little things that are just a cool thing to say we've had, like mm-hmm. I've made my own wallet or you cut my hair. Mm-hmm. What's something in the future that you want to learn down the line? Yeah. Um, I think for me, a big one, I've always been curious about this. And it's kind of funny because right before COVID happened, I was actually looking into starting this. And that was, I've always wanted to learn sign language. Mm. And um, I found right before COVID and the shutdown and everything happened, I found um, a place where I could like sign up and take classes. <laughs> and I was going to try doing classes after work uh, to just get the ball rolling because it's something I've always wanted to learn. Um, and then COVID happened and now I'm going to be in school for the next two years. So one of these days... <laughs> One of these days I'll, I'll get there and I'll get to learn. But I just think it's a cool, I've always been fascinated by language and like foreign languages and stuff. And, you know, I would love to get better at Spanish because I've lost so much of it over the years. You took Spanish in high school and college or just Not college. I took four and a half years in from between like junior high to high school um, and was getting pretty rusty, was, oops, was losing quite a bit of it. And then... I think living in Florida helped bring some of the skill back because so many people, you know, down there speak Spanish. That's a lot of people's primary language. Um, and so it was kind of nice to be able to use it a little bit more or at least be able to listen and hear it quite mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. Um, and now since being back in Michigan again, like you rarely hear it You don't here. hear it as often. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, I've always wanted to get better at Spanish or like... Um, you know, being able to learn like Tagalog and your family's language has always been intriguing, but yours is particularly difficult. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah, and I'm I'm not the best teacher at it too because I'm starting to get rusty. And yeah, and it's just it's hard. So, um, yeah, I've just I've always loved foreign languages. Like I love how they sound, and like I would love to be able to speak every language and kind of the same with sign language it's a whole other language and group of people that you would be able to communicate with and I think um you know with my future career in healthcare and whatever like just the more you're able to communicate with a diverse with um, diverse groups of people Mm. I think the more effective you can be as a healthcare provider and you can definitely establish a lot more trust with patients and all that kind of thing so aside from just being like having a personal curiosity about it. I just think practically 
in like future career endeavors, it would be great to just broaden what languages yeah. I, I can speak. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. For me, it's a little... Do you have anything else? Oh, not, re- not really. That's a big one for That's me. One. Yeah. Mine's kind of random. What's yours? It's, I, I did a little bit of this like some years back, but I want to get more into like woodworking. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I don't have all the tools. Yeah. So I think having more of like a woodworking mentality, like construction, like mm-hmm. watching a lot of DIY type yeah. of YouTube videos has mm-hmm. gotten me into this like oh man, I wish I could build something like mm-hmm. that or how would I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always something that I've wanted to get more into. Mm-hmm. The other thing, it's, it's kind of a language. Mm. <laughs> it's more of like coding. Oh yeah. So it's a coding language. Yeah. I think, I think it's something that I've always been interested in as far as like, it's so foreign mm-hmm. as far as what it is. Yeah. That is a little bit intriguing to me. Yeah. And I can see that. Yeah. So there's there's little like apps that I've downloaded that mm-hmm. teach me the basics. Yeah. I, I'm completely out of my league. It, it's just like, <laughs> it's so crazy to me that that world exists. Yeah. And there's people that are fluent. That understand. In, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say that definitely qualifies as kind of a foreign language because when you see it typed out, Mm-hmm. It looks like nonsense. You're just like, how does this mean anything? Right. But then it's a language that like a computer or a program understands and that you obviously have to understand. And yeah. you can like manipulate behavior of a computer or an app like it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just like a fun thing to kind of kind of get into a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if I'll ever get to a point where I be, I'll be able to do something with it. But mm-hmm. it, it's more of just understanding that world a little bit better yeah yeah that's cool yeah i think you'd be good at that i don't know we'll see (laughs) and that's the thing we don't know if we'll be good at it yeah i think that's the point Mm -hmm. when you are trying new things it's just the act of trying new things yeah it's the challenge and just keep yourself busy and it's always a good thing to learn a new skill like Mm -hmm. i guess another one for me is you know one day i want to learn how to make like legit sourdough bread with like make my own starter and all of that stuff but Mm -hmm. i don't know i might not ever get any bread like who knows it may not work but at least like it'd be fun to try yeah i think the scale of what you do what new thing you do it doesn't matter if it's like you don't have to be like a risk taker or like an adventurer mm-hmm. to be considered someone who tries new things. Yeah. It can be like, oh, I want to make bread. Yeah. You know. I want to try writing with my left yeah. hand versus my right hand. Right. <laughs> Wait, is that something you think about? Sometimes. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. Well, I, well, this is kind of random, but I especially think about it with like insulin injections and whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, what if I ever broke my right hand? I would have no idea how to give myself an injection with my left hand. Oh. So I think about like ambidextrous stuff a lot. Yeah. And that I, would be a skill. I mean, that, that, yeah. That'd be a useful, very useful yeah. skill. Sometimes I think about I should challenge myself to like feed myself exclusively with my left hand one day. Because mm-hmm. that's actually very difficult as yeah. well. <laughs> See, you don't have to be an adventure bungee jumper to try new things. No, just try using your non-dominant hand for a day and see what happens yeah we're not in this judgment zone of like 
you need to try new things and yeah. by new things i mean you have to do these crazy acts <laughs> yeah no it like literally like simple i don't know those are things i think i want to write my name with my left hand <laughs> try it it's hard if you've never tried very hard yeah yeah so maybe tonight oh we're gonna have cereal for dinner tonight maybe i should try eating it with my left oh, hand oh man you told people what our dinner plans were yeah we plan on eating cereal tonight yeah. we make plans for dinner and it's cereal because we never eat cereal for dinner i so. don't know that's pretty amazing to me yeah and i bet if you're listening to this you are now craving cereal yeah see did you a favor yeah eat it with your left hand that would be weird yeah we should try it tonight okay let's do it okay <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a that's a perfect way to end this episode do you have any final words of encouragement for people who are trying new things <laughs> start with eating cereal with your left hand or your right hand <laughs> yeah whichever's non-dominant okay well how about like a real one what do you mean a real one no like you're going into this pa program and you're okay. about to learn a lot a lot yeah of new things you're stressed out yeah you're super anxious about it yeah what what are you doing to be on this mindset of like this is something new mm-hmm. and it's good. Mm. Um, I keep, I don't know. I feel like I keep telling myself a couple different things. Okay. Um, one of, one of the mantras is I'm supposed to be new. Mm. So like, I'm not supposed to walk in day one knowing how to do anything. Nobody's expecting me to walk in and be a PA with zero training. <laughs> right. Um, so I keep telling myself that like I am new. I'm expect I'm new. I'm expected to be new. This is foreign. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. I am new. Like I, I I'm am supposed to be new. Yeah. Um so I tell myself that a lot. Did you get this somewhere? I have never heard you say this before. No, I think it's just stuff I tell myself in Original my Original thought freestyle. <laughs> 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 Just like I, I'm new, and mm-hmm. that's okay. And so I think, I think that's me just trying to embrace the process of like not being intimidated by the whole thing. Because there is a part of me that feels like I should, I should know how to do stuff that nobody would expect me to know. Mm. And so I think me embracing the fact that this is new for me is pretty big and takes some pressure off. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. If only we can take the anxiousness away. I know. But that's okay. At least you're thinking about it. Yeah. It'll, it's, the anxiousness is my friend that's along for the ride and just have to (laughs) figure out how to coexist. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I know you're going to do great. Well, thanks. And I'm here for the ride with you too. I'm with Thanks. with anxiousness with, as well. <laughs> you both are I'm in the keeping, back seat. <laughs> I'm keeping anxiousness in check. <laughs> Thank you. And forcing you to do these conversations with me so you forget mm. about it for a second. Thank you. So, all right. I think that concludes our episode of Kitchen Table Convos. I hope that you continue to learn new things mm-hmm. and that you are okay with being new yeah. at it. Yeah. So with that, we'll catch you on the next one. Stay beautiful. Bye.